Yuma, Perik Ches, Mishnah Base, 8-2. The Mishnah will set forth the Shiurim for which one is liable when it comes to both eating and drinking on Yom Kippurim. The Mishnah says, If one eats the volume of a fat date, a large date, if it's both the the volume of the date plus the pit inside the date. So then he'll be chayev, as far as eating goes. Now, it's a strange expression. The reason why it says the date and the pit is because in a date there's oftentimes a gap between the pit and like an airspace between the pit and the flesh of the fruit itself. So one would have to squish that out. One wouldn't include that airspace. In any case, um, this volume, the volume of a, of a date, which is a little bit less than a a beitza, an egg's volume, is the amount for which one is chayev. Now, normally the rule is that when it comes to isuri achila, things that are forbidden to eat, the shiur is always a kazayas, an olive's amount. The reason why it's different over here is because the Torah never says don't eat, specifically achila, don't, don't mention of eating that one may not do on Yom Kippur. Rather, it says alashn of inui. It says any person who isn't afflicted. So the inui, the affliction, um, Chazal understood to um, indicate a different amount. And in case we see here, it's the amount of the volume of a, of a large date. The reason why, and that's bigger than a kazayas, the reason why is because it's not just about eating. It's about, it's about assuaging your, your inui, your affliction. And Chazal understood that if um, one ate just a kazayas alone, that wouldn't actually make him any more satisfied or less hungry or less suffering. And therefore, the requisite shiur is this larger amount, the large date, the kokosevis, and u'charinesa. I don't know I'm saying, the, I'm having a hard time saying that word. It's u'charinesa. A garin is a seed. Okay. And v'hashose... As far as drinking goes, it's malo lugmav. It's the a cheekful. Uh, that is to say that if one drinks the amount of liquid, that if he would put it in his mouth and push it to one side, it would like make his cheek bunge, bulge out. That is the shear of malo lugmav, which one would be chayev for. And again, the normal when it comes to drinking, the normal shear is a revius, a quarter of a lug, whatever that works out to. Um, the size of a of a kiddush cup, let's call it. Um, but that's not the case over here. Again, for the same reason, it's not about eating or drinking per se, but about assuaging your your inu, your affliction. And the Chazal understood that it's the amount that would fill one cheek of a person, which would impact and make him feel you know less thirsty. Anything less would just be like a sip that has no impact on his thirst. Now, this shiur is unusual in as much as it's variable. It depends on how big a person's mouth and cheeks are. And a bigger person with bigger mouth, bigger cheeks would be. Um, have a higher threshold of what malolugmov is. Whatever the case is, malolugmov is certainly less than a revius. It's not clear how much less. Some understand that it's the majority revius. Some even don't say that. So it depends on each person. Um, and in those two cases, one would be chayev, meaning one ate uh, the volume of a koseva sagasa or, and the garin, or if he drank a malolugmov, then he would be chayev. What's chayev? So if it's the case of intentional, mazed, then he'd be liable to the penalty of kares, um, or malchus, lashes. 
depending whether witnesses or not. And uh, if he did a Bishogig, he forgot it was Yom Kippur, for example, that you can't eat on Yom Kippur, so then he would be Chayv um, Achatas, bring a, a Korban Chatas. The Mishnah continues, and it's, oh, before I say that, the, excuse me, the halacha is that even, and this is actually really important because I think people miss this halacha lamaisa. The halacha is that if you eat less than the requisite shear, you will not be chayav, meaning you're not subject to those severe penalties, God forbid, but it's still forbidden. We paskin like Rabbi Yochanan, that chatzi shear is asr min Torah, that if you eat anything, even a, a smallest amount, um, the Torah forbids that. The Torah is not allowing you to eat on Yom Kippur. It's just that the threshold for liability is as we set forth before. But if you eat any amount or drink any amount, a tiny sip of water, that's totally forbidden midor rice on Yom Kippur. Um, now, this has an importance in Nafkamina, which is for someone who is a chola sheyesh bo sakana. And I want to say that again. It's someone for whom there is actually a possibility, even if it's a very remote possibility, but a possibility that the consequences ultimately for refraining from eating or drinking Yom Kippur could possibly lead to their premature death. So then they're supposed to now not fast and eat or drink, as or both, as the case may be, depending on what is advised by the doctor, etc. We'll see more about that later on. Now, once one is a Cholosh Yeshbosokana and he's going to be eating or drinking Yom Kippur, that doesn't mean that he should necessarily eat and drink to his heart's content. That will depend on what the doctors say. If it's possible, he can eat or drink in what are called shiurim, meaning, which is a colloquialism referring to eating less than the shiur set forth in our Mishnah, that would certainly be better. It's certainly better to drink, you know, less than one cheekful of water every 10 minutes throughout Yom Kippur than to eat more than a cheekful, drink more than a cheekful in one in one uh, gulp, for sure. So, because you wouldn't hit that threshold of the more severe penalty. And therefore, if it is practicable and if it is prudent and if drinking just less than a malolugum of every let's call it 10 minutes um, or whatever the doctors and the rabbi set forth um, is is going to be sufficient to ensure there's no longer any even suffolk pukach nefesh that's certainly preferred but let me emphasize this again and again and again please because it's super important there's a penalty of karas on the line over here um, someone who's less who's not a even suffolk pukach nefesh situation so let's say a pregnant woman under normal circumstances in the middle of her term and so on. Um, so if she's going to be drinking, that's going to be an Isra Doraisa. And she's not entitled to drink until her doctor and or her her rabbi have confirmed that there's a, a Suffolk Puch Nefesh situation over here. Listen, that is just forbidden. It's Isra Doraisa. And if it means you're going to suffer terribly over Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to eat or drink in any amount, however small. Okay. Mishra continues and says, Kola ha'achalin mitztarfin lekukoseves. All food is mitztaref. It combines to reach the shear of a kosevis, the, the fat date, which means if you eat, you know, I don't know what, half a date volume of beans and half a date volume of rice together, that reaches a full volume of a full date, and one would be liable for such an act. And the same goes when it comes to drinks. If you drink half a malugmav of water and half a malugmav of wine on Yom Kippur, again, they mitzaref, they combine to reach the threshold of culpability. However, ha'ochel v'shosa ein mitzarfin. If one eats and drinks each less than the amount, one eats less than a fat date, a volume of food, and drinks less than a malugmav cheekful of 
liquid. Those do not combine together to make him culpable, um, even though the iser, the prohibition of of, is learned out from the verses which require afflictions. It's one verse that in, implicates both eating and drinking. Still, Chazal understand that there's a difference between hunger and thirst, and if you less than the two amounts that would assuage either your hunger or your thirst. You're still hungry and still thirsty. You're still afflicted. And therefore, they are not misdirected. The food and the drink don't combine to reach um, the level of one being culpable for the various penalties as applicable for these things.